Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Coupe de Villa channel. I'm Scott Cooper, and I'm here with Noah Fisher to review uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Aston Villa from back on Sunday. Yeah, it was uh, honours even at the Molyneux, but it was a good game. We're in fifth going into the international break. We'll also be looking back to last Thursday in the Europa League conference to uh, Aston Villa versus Zorinsky Moscow. So we'll be covering all of that and much more after this. Okay, so yes, we were at Molyneux on uh, Sunday for the big uh, game. Some would say a derby. I'm not so much in the derby camp. But uh, before we get to that game, Noah, let's go back to last Thursday. It was the Europa League Conference. Uh, Villa's first group game at home against Zerinsky Moscow from Bosnia. Um, it was a must-win game. Um, and boy, was it a nervous game. Um uh, John McGinn, the hero in the final minute, the last head of the game, um, pretty much to win at 1-0 in front of the Holt and uh, great scenes and um, just a bit of a relief that we we, we we won it so late. Yeah, you got to get credit. You got to get credit to the to the boys. I mean, they, they really dug in in that sort mm. of situation because let's be honest, um, I guess, yeah, like, I don't even know their name, is it? Moscow? We'll just call them Mosta. Yeah, Mosta. Mosta yeah, Mosta. Yeah. Like they, they only came there for a, like a draw, let's be honest. And I know they had a couple of big chances, but a draw for them would have been massive. And for us, we had to win. Mm. We we absolutely had to win. Um, and I know we left it so late and there's a bit of relief, I guess, around Villa Park at the monkey off the back first win back in Europe. And hopefully we can uh, kick on. Because I tell you, I don't think there's a, a group that's ever been more even. Points are even, goal differences even. It's it's quite yep. remarkable. And yeah, Villa Park was, uh, I guess, it really erupted when that John McGinn goal went in. Certainly did. And I mean, um, you know, I'm I'm so happy for him because you know he's uh you know he's been through some ups and downs at Villa, you know, but he's always been a fan favorite. And and I think Unai Emery has taken his game to another level, and um, he's just. You know, he is the sort of heart and soul of the club in many ways. And, um, yeah, I I'll, I just love to see it. And, um, you know, he did the goggles, he did the slide, you know, it was just great. Um, but, yeah, it was a it was really a poor first half, I think. Um, you know, we had some changes. Dendonka was in there. Um, we had uh, – who, who else was in there? Uh, Longway. Longway Long, played. Yeah, we um, – Duran started, of course. And um, then he rang the changes at halftime. He brought on Matty Cash, Ollie Watkins, Douglas Louise. Um, and from the second half, it was total domination. I think we had 27 shots to three. Um, like you said, there was a couple of huge saves from Amy Martinez. I think one was offside, but um, there was the, that really big one in the first half that was he was onside and um, would have counted and just shows... Uh, you know, maybe if Olsen had been rotated and was in there, I don't know if he saves that. So, um, yeah, uh, that was really huge. Just to get over the line, I think, was the big thing. Of course, we, you know, we're playing, you know, two games a week now and all of that sort of stuff, the big European night, it takes a bit of getting used to. And I think this team, you know, needs to sort of be cut a bit of slack if the performances aren't always great because 
we're, we're growing, we're learning. We're yeah. this is a new thing. So to get the win was huge, and um, yeah, we we go on to the 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 next round against AZ Alkmaar after the massive massive game that. Mm. But I've got to say, you got to touch on some performance. I thought Langley was mm. outstanding. I thought he was very good. Bounced back well from the other game, and I thought Yuri Tillemans um deserves some credit as well. I thought he was was very very good, and I know there's a good player in there, and I just think limited opportunities for him have just kind of frustrated him. And I know he wouldn't have been happy with that that performance mm. in the KBR Cup where, let's honest, he got like rings run around him. He was just terrible that day. And I think he'd be the first to admit that because, I mean, he's won things. Like, he won the FA Cup with Leicester off his own boot. Yeah. Like he's, he's a winner. And obviously he wants to get into this team and with bad performances, who knows? I thought, he, I thought he started badly in the well, in I think I think, I think everyone did. Yeah. I think everyone did. So I don't think you can just say that's a Tillemans thing, but I think... <laughs> He really grew into the game and he yeah. had a couple of couple of efforts, which I think he should have scored. And I think he knows he should have scored. Um, but you got to get credit where it's due. Yeah, he tried a little back heel, I think maybe with about oh, I don't know, half an hour to go, and it it didn't come off and he looked a bit silly from but yeah. I think from that point on he kind of maybe felt a little bit embarrassed or a little bit angry at himself. And yeah, he was really trying to, you know, drive the ball forward, have a few shots, kind of playing that sort of more advanced midfield role and create a bit more. And um, yeah, no, it, like it was, it was good signs to see him sort of turn it around and, and be crucial in the win in the end. But um, you know, let's get on to the Wolves match. Cause that's, uh, that's why we're here. That's the, that was the main deal of the week. And um, boy, uh, we, we don't have a very good record among you. Um, I think the only time we won there was uh, in the COVID uh, year when, there was no fans, so yeah, we don't have a very good record. And um, you know, I I uh, I predict a one-one draw. I just want to throw that out there, and it wasn't so, so did mine actually. Yeah, so I I was I predicted a two-one, and I was very very close to to getting that. So you were we were just a width of a post away from winning it at the end. Ollie Watkins, um, really unlucky, but this was another in, um game where the first half not a lot happened. It was um very tense, very tight, and um. We had that. I think that we started quite well. Uh, McGinn had a nice shot early. Um, I think uh, Matty Cash had a, a good effort. But then um, I think the game sort of turned back in Wolves' favour with that whole uh, McGinn Dawson sh- shenanigans. How, what did you think of that? Because I, I'm thinking like that's okay sometimes, but maybe not when we're in the ascendancy. You know. It's the second time in a row. We played a Molyneux last time and it was the same sort of crap going on with McGinn and Dawson. I'm mm. not sure what the hatred uh, thing is between those two. They always liked a bit of a corner spit. They both kind of, uh, yeah, flop around and ask the ref for fouls and that kind of stuff. And yeah. honestly, when it happened last year, they, they scored a goal dragged from that first set piece it happened at. So I was getting uh, flashbacks to, to last year. But mm. the way we started the game, we do what we have to do away from home. We took the sting out of the crowd, took the sting out of the game. And I really thought we'd grow into that. And then, as you said, Wolves kind of took control um, from that probably that moment on, which for the second half and probably actually in the start of the second half, I know we had that opportunity really early with Watkins, but until they really scored a goal was really when we started, started like we clicked into gear. Yeah. Um, but in the first half, as you said, kind of through the motions, do what we had to do. To go in level, I know we probably should have scored. I know Cash's opportunity was a massive, massive opportunity. And look, we've seen McGinn score worries like that before. I know he had an attempt 
was in the first half again that went way over the bar. I was like, what are you yeah. doing, John? Just play the simple <laughs> pass. If it plays off, it pays off. If not, you look like a fool. And look, I was happy going in at halftime, nil-nil. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, I thought we'd, with our sort of quality on the bench that when the game opened up later, we could bring on the likes of Bailey and, you know, um, maybe Duran or, you know, a few others and, you know, really use that quality on the bench to open the game up and hopefully get a goal. But like you said, Wolves went in front, Pedro Neto, very good player. It got to say, um, and he's in some great form. He absolutely tore Man City to shreds the week before. And, um, you know, Pal Torres gets beaten, um, you know, on that on that uh, left-hand side and um, he puts it into Huang who scores. And, I mean, it's one of those sort of goals where, you know, it can happen. It wasn't really a, a lot you can say. I mean, what does Torres do there? Does he bring him down and take the yellow? Maybe. Um, but, you know, it's it's... Yeah, it was a good goal. And I just love the response, though. You know, straight away, um, Ollie Watkins, great ball in. And um, Pal Torres with his first goal for Villa. Yeah, I'm not too sure I can say about that first goal from from Wolves, to be honest. I mean, they looked dangerous on the counter-attack all game. And yep. that's how they're always going to score. That's how they scored against Man City. It's, to be honest, that's how they score against the good sides. And I classify Villa as a good side now. And the mm. way we go about our business is, is second to none. And... Look, there's so many things in the build-up that could have stopped that goal. I think it comes. It was from a corner from ours, wasn't it? From a corner, um, or a free kick, something like that. We I had think the... Doug, well, I know Douglas Louise lost the ball. Yeah, um, that, that's kind of where I was leading. I think we we gave the ball away cheaply, and yeah, and Neto's absolutely rapid. Like he's yep. so quick. He's no Musa Diaby, but going up against Pau Torres, I mean, he's no chance. But I've taken him down. It was very early in the second half. Yeah, I don't think it was worth taking a yellow. I think he probably thought he could body him a little bit or push him out wider. I mean, constantly got. I think it actually came. I think it took a deflection off Torres going into the box. Because he did. put it in one heat chance. Or Dinier, ah, I think it was. It was Dinier. It took a deflection yeah. going in, and if it actually doesn't take that deflection, I think we actually we cleared the ball. Mm. So defensively, I think we were okay. Um, but as you said, what a response! Um, I love like the like you hear the Wolves fans chanting like shit on the Villa. Oh, like, <laughs> so, 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 so I thought it was absolutely oh, fantastic. So and the the emotion actually coming out of Power Torres when he scored. I haven't actually seen anything like that from him. He's quite a calm and collected guy, but him pointing at the badge, absolutely lapping it up. Um, and Wolves on their massive derby day again, no longer get three points. No, they no they don't. And um. You know, uh, as the game went on after that, it was pretty tight, pretty tight. And then going into the last sort of 15 minutes, I think we sort of really upped our game. Of course, uh, there was the red card for Lamina, uh, you know, which was 100% a red card. But before that, there was Wolves fans, and I'm sure maybe there's a few of you watching, would say that they deserved a penalty um, with the when Neto went past and Kamara sort of goes shoulder to shoulder, um, knocks him over. But, you know, I think it would have been harsh, but I've seen him given. It's um, it's one of those ones where, you know, I think if he gives a penalty, VAR probably doesn't overturn it. But, you know, you know they stick with the on-field decision. And, um, you know, I was – I certainly, you know, was relieved. Uh, but, you know, I think it would have been kind of soft. Watching it live, I thought, gee, that could be a penalty there. Not like mm. seeing it fast motion. When you see it back, 
he just absolutely goes to ground too easily, in my opinion. I actually think it does get overturned if it goes to VAR. I think okay. Neto absolutely makes the most of it. I think he just sees the con like feels Kamara coming, gets scared of his shadow, and initially braces for contact. Let's be honest. I I don't think there's an argument there. Mm. Um, but again, if I take my villa hat off, who knows? But I think there's absolutely no argument. I think the ref did like sensationally well with that one. And then I know you're gonna lead on to the Watkins penalty. Well, yeah, that, that's where that, I was that's going. Again, I, I think that Watkins was getting ready to take the shot. If it was given, I'd been absolutely buzzing with the penalty, by the way. I'm not saying anything. Right. But I think that Watkins' momentum was in the shot mm. and the push just kind of, yeah, it does put him over. But I don't think it was a, a severe push. You know see, I, mean? I, I I think if it's given, it's, it, it saves a pen. But I just don't think there's enough in that to, to overturn it. I, I think the I, I agree with you, the... The actual uh, force of the contact isn't that much, but he Oli... also pushes him after he kicks it. Mm, I don't if know. If you watch he, it back, he, he plants his left leg. He swing. He's got his. And when you're planting your left leg to swing with your right, any kind of touch is going to send you yeah, one way or the other. Enough. And I think that he's not playing the ball whatsoever. No, right? he's not. He's not playing the ball. That's the only thing that would have gone against him. Mm. But it got cleared pretty quickly, and obviously not Aussie rules is a push in the back free kick. Um, but unfortunately, that's it's not a rule for. And for you can league. see the the fact that um, Ollie misses to the near side of the goal, uh, into the side netting, I guess shows that you know because I don't think that's that's not where he was aiming, right? No, I I think he got put off by him, mm. but I just I know I'm going to piss a lot of Villa fans off here because I'm trying not to be Villa biased all the time no, in, what I, in what I say, but I just don't think there's enough in it. If that was given against Villa, yep. I think I'd be really annoyed. That's how I view it. Mm. I like I like to try to view it in both ways. And I just think that I've been really pissed off it was given against us because I honestly think that the Watkins took the shot before he was really pushed. Do I think Watkins rushed the shot? Yeah, I think he rushed it because he saw the defender coming. Yeah. But I think if he had waited and had hadn't had like hadn't shot yet and then got pushed, yeah, it's a penalty. But I think he already came like shot before it was like the initial contact was there. Well, let us know in the comments if you thought it was a penalty or not. I, I, I think it was just because of the fact he, he'd beaten him. He'd gone past him and he'd, you know, it was a desperate push knowing that he was never getting the ball. It was, but you know, uh, I can see your point too. It wasn't a strong contact. I agree with you there. There wasn't a lot in it. And, um, you know, uh, I, w I wasn't completely fuming. Like it was one of those ones where I was like, it's a penalty in my opinion, but you know, yeah. Okay. Um, so, but you know, um, they get the, they get the red card though. And we have that chance from Molly, the, the, you know, the, was it, was it a penalty? And, but then there was plenty of other chances in the so last few many. minutes, uh, 12 minutes of injury time, which I think ended up being like 13 and a half minutes. Um, and uh, we had Tonsa had a great chance. Uh, Douglas Louise, I think, had a couple of efforts blocked. Um, and then there's the one from Ollie right at the end. Uh, the last touch of the match, it was it would have been like another McGinn moment um, against uh, Mostar. Well. Yeah, and um, unfortunately this time it hits the post and goes out and we have to be happy with a point. But um, look, I am happy with a point. I think I'm a I'm a glass half full kind of guy on this. I think, you know, the fact we went behind and and instantly responded, the fact that 
We don't have a good record there. The fact that it was a bit of a fight, a bit of a nasty game, there were some tasty challenges going on, and we stood up to that without losing our heads. So how did you feel? Did you feel it was two points dropped? I don't think it was two points dropped at all. I mean, we have a terrible record against Wolves in general, let alone Mm. at, at Molyneux, and it's a hard place to come. It's their biggest game of the year, just about. It's their big derby. Um, as much as what we say, I don't think it's a derby. I don't think it's a derby. But for Wolves, it's a massive game. Yep. They want to beat us. They fucking hate us for some reason. I don't, again, know why. They're three hours away, what it feels like, out of Birmingham in the mm. black country. Um, but I, I, I'll take a point against them. I mean, most games on the road, you take a point in the Premier League as a minimum. But as the game, as the game sort of panned out, do you think it's a fair result? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I think both. I think both teams had opportunities to win it. Both teams, um, you know, could have scored more goals. It was it was a tight affair, and I think the one all justifies the result. Yep, I'm happy enough. And then, of course, after the game, there was um a bit of uh, bad blood between Gary O'Neill and Unai Emery. Uh, they didn't, didn't shake. They didn't shake hands. Um, Ooh, I didn't see that. Yeah, apparently. Um, Unai Emery wasn't too happy with one of their coaches or support staff and he he went over to shake uh Gary O'Neill's hand but Gary O'Neill was was complaining with the fourth official about the the added time and you know Emery didn't want to wait I, I did hear Gary O'Neill say afterwards that they shook hands in the tunnel and that they're fine there's no real issue but um it was a bit of a story so I thought we better touch on it but um yeah look uh he, uh, I thought Gary O'Neill's um, uh, post-match comments were weird. He said that they felt he felt like they shaded the game and that Villa were very defensive, um, playing six at the back. He was saying, and um, the you know with all the money that we've spent to go there and just sit behind, you know, park the bus is a bit weak, you know. Um, and I was thinking, are you, are you watching the same game? Yeah, we, was- we had we had eighteen shots to eight or something like that you know it was a i don't know that's a weird thing to say because they literally escaped with a draw yeah technically at the end we could have scored to the death i know it was an evenly balanced game that that just sounds like really salty comments yeah you know like uh, we know how we defend we do like to get players behind the ball but who doesn't want to get players behind the ball when you're defending that's it you want want to you want to sustain a four back the whole game Mm. like come on and we 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 mix it up during the game and we yeah we do and we and we play good football when when we are in possession and we you know we do press at times as well like depending on you know the game plan and because Neto is their biggest danger that you don't probably want to leave that much um, room in behind you want to you know let them sort of play in front of you and try and break you down and then you know try and play on the counter-attack and keep the ball when you've got it. And I, I think that's what we we did, especially in the second half, a bit bit better. Um, so, yeah, Gary O'Neill, you know, come on, mate, grow up. You know, stop being, stop being a bit of a little man. Um, so, uh, yeah, so 1-1, you were fifth in the league. Um, I'm so excited good. about the way things are going. Like, um, I know, I mean, there's a lot of people online on Twitter and, and, um, and Facebook and that that are, very kind of like negative still about I don't know like the slow passing, the build up, the the you know the different um you know the you know this player or that player you know so 
Um, you know, what do, what do you think about that? You got anything more to add about the game? Not not particularly. I, I didn't really see much of the negative comments, to be honest. I thought right. that, I mean, we're fifth in the league at the moment. Like, we are absolutely flying, Scott. And, you know, in contrast to last season, I just got home from the UK and, you know, we're sitting in a relegation battle, Stephen Gerrard. I think we're about to play, like, Chelsea at home and we'll, yeah. you know, was Gerrard going to get sacked before the game? And 12 months later, we are absolutely flying. We're in, yeah. we're in Europe. We're fifth in the Premier League. The whole the whole table looks ridiculous with Chelsea and United not even up there at the moment. And Villa, Newcastle, and Brighton are doing so well. It, mm. Football's a funny game. Football's a funny and game. And we're only we're only um, three points off top of the league. Like, no, it, it's we... ridiculous. It, it really is. And we're all, we're all on a, an amazing journey. You know, we especially for for people that travel home and away and went to places like Rotherham and. You know, all those those crappy little places in the championship. I remember, was it Reading nil-nil or something? Or one of the teams, Wigan or Reading, we got absolutely thrashed by in the championship in January. Yeah. And that was like the death of Aston Villa Football Club. We just signed Tyro Mings, Courtney Horse. Yeah. We weren't going to get promoted. To think of the run we would go on that season mm. and where we are now. I think it was like three years ago today or something, Dean Smith, maybe four years ago today, whatever, it was Dean Smith and it signed as manager. There and I can't thank that bloke enough for, for what he did for this football club. And it all started with those 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 crappy little championship games. And mm. we still sort out the away end. And you got to respect those guys that have gone home and away um, because they, they deserve it. It's the, it's the fans that, you know, I think deserve it more than anyone. I see. And if you had said back then that we'd have a World Cup winner in goal, we'd be fifth in the league. We'd be one of the top scoring teams in the league. Um, you know, we'd be, um, you know, like beating some of the biggest teams in the league. It, it was, it, you know, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have guessed that, that we'd go to Chelsea two years in a row and win, um, these sort of results, you know, so anyone would have like snapped your hand off at the, at that, if you oh, were told them. I, I but, remember going to Stanford bridge two years in a row and losing like seven, one and eight nil or something exactly. like that. Like we just couldn't go to those places. Mm. It's times have changed, Scott. And. I just think that everyone should just remain positive about the team because, you know, we might lose a game. You know, we might lose to a team we should beat. It happens. Yep. But just look what this guy, this manager has done for our football club and just remember where we were five years ago. That's it. And And when you think like, oh, Tillemans isn't good enough for us or, you know, um, you know, Ollie Watkins misses too many chances or whatever, like just We'll bring back Rudy Gestead and and Bakir Bjarnason. Yeah, uh, Leand- right. Leandro Bacuna, you know, like, um, you know, it's 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 a lot better than it was back then, and we 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 should be thankful that you know, um, Wes Edens and uh, NASA was NASA came in and took us over, and you know, brought this you know new lease of life into the club. So, um, yeah, it's all good. Um, it's the international break now, of course, um. Some more news since our last podcast was, of course, the re-signing of uh, of Ollie Watkins, which was huge. Um, you know, he did that great little video of everyone saying "sign the contract," and that was uh, great. That was yeah. one of my other club actually. That was one. Yeah. Of and um, how'd you feel about that? You, I'm buzzing, mate. He's my man. I've ba- I've, I've backed him in all year. I don't <laughs> care what Tommy has to say. You know, last <laughs> year said he could go out the door. He is Villa's man. He's going to break all our Premier League records. He yep. is out. Like, I love him. Like, the way he goes about the game, I know he misses opportunities. I know he does. But 
there's players around that can score. He doesn't have to score every week. Mm. He just has to be our man that runs hard and score. Like he scored, he's the first player to score two hatchets two hatchets in a game for like thirty years or something. Yeah. So, sorry, two hatchets in a season, not a game. That's since Andy Gray, yeah, Andy Gray, yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's a joke of the records he's already breaking, and mm. the way he spoke in his um interview about the records he wants to break, it gets me excited. Yeah, and I like that. I, like I, he's just such a positive guy. I know he cops so much criticism from the fans last year. I think he replied to him saying like, "You know nothing" or something. Like he really he, he had to actually arc back, and we don't want that. You no. know, once we really want to support him, and I, I'm excited for the next five years of him. Let's be honest. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, he's back in the England squad now. Um, they've got um a match against Australia, England versus Australia, which we're very excited about. I feel I feel bad for Ollie because Australia going to win that like five nil. Like I oh, feel really? bad. He's starting okay. start in that game, so mate, that's there's actually no point England playing because we're gonna Australia's gonna win that easy. Australia do lift <laughs> for those sort of games. Uh, it's a bit of a danger <laughs> game. I remember that Sven Goran Eriksson uh, last time. I think England and Australia played in the men's, and Harry Kuehl and Viduka scored. Yeah, scored the winner wasn't it, Upton Park? Yeah, and yeah. Um, he didn't realize the rivalry. He said, "I would never have arranged that friendly if." Uh, I realized that, you know, because he's a Swede, um, he didn't realize that England and Australia had this kind of sporting rivalry. But um, no, but it'd be interesting to see. And, like, of course, um, we wish Ollie Watkins all the best. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, he can get a goal or two. And, um, you know, Esri Conta, unlucky again. He can't do any more, can he, Scott? Yeah, it seems a bit harsh. But it, it's, I was comparing stats. I'll put it on Twitter, like the three guys in there. So, McGuire. Dunk and then the five guys and Consa had the best stat out of all of them for the current season. Like, what more has he got to do? I'm not sure, but so I sit on the bench for Manchester United and do bugger all because that's what Harry Maguire's yeah, doing. Actually, yeah, the Harry Maguire one is is a real sort of head scratcher, but I guess he's Gareth Southgate's man. I don't, I don't know. I you'd have to ask Gareth, but uh, for me, I take. Ezri Conte every day of the week, but from a Villa point of view, I'm kind of happy he's going under the radar a bit. You know, like you know, hopefully, you know, he just plays for us and plays really well because he's doing great at the moment. But it's going to uh, get to a stage though, like the England are going to miss out on him because they miss yep. out on Matty Cash. I know, he, like you compare him to the, the players they've got, he might not get in that team. Mm. But he's like he can play for Portugal, Ezri Conte. Mm. If, if I'm Portugal, I'm knocking on the door. Saying, hey mate, what like you want to play international football? Because Portugal's still a bloody good side to play for. Absolutely. You, you know, play, I, I'd be just playing Cristiano. That that yeah, be... if I was Ezri, I'd be, you know, probably swayed by that if, if they came. I would knocking. be too. So yeah. England have got to be smart. They've really got to be smart with uh, how they do this. I don't you know, he he's he's deserved a couple of caps. Like he really mm. has. Yeah, I was a bit worried when he went down in the game against Wolves. I thought, uh, oh no, here's another Yay. defensive injury. But he seemed to recover pretty easily. But he was he was stretching his groin at one point. I thought, ooh, bit but... of cramp. I reckon three. He hasn't missed a game for Villa, so I think there's a bit of cramp. Yeah, good old Esri. And um, the women unfortunately got beat two 0 by Liverpool. Um, that's two consecutive losses to start the season. Not a good start. And Liverpool's one of those teams. They're probably going to be competing with for that sort of you know fourth fifth sixth spot um so that was a bit of a disappointment but uh hopefully they can bounce back in the coming games um what what else do we want to talk about uh i'll touch on something Scott. yep go for it i'm not sure if you've seen the video that norwich put on social media 
I it's did going see around this. a lot and it's a it's a great video it's a fantastic video and i was just giving a massive respect so um it the caption is at times it can be obvious when someone is struggling to cope but sometimes the signs are harder to spot check on those around you and i just think it's an amazing like they've done it at the game like yeah they, they put in the game scenario and like just the way they've gone about i think sensational and they get even like like clubs in australia in the aussie rules are sharing this you know awesome. it's, it's really going around and especially with like i guess males and stuff people don't seem to speak out as much but definitely right. check on your mates and everything you know because you start know what people are going through and yeah i just think it's a sens- sensational thing they did absolutely it's good that we have these kind of conversations uh now and you know things are a lot more out in the open and in the media and the the public eye and these kind of you know you see even I saw the the David Beckham documentary, and he said he had no one to talk to when he got sent off in that fam- you know famous World Cup match, and the whole of England hated him. And um, you know, I think nowadays if something like that happened, like you know when Bakayo Saka missed the penalty in the Euros, you know, like just the the love and respect and the support that he got, it's just yeah proves that we're in a way better place in terms of mental health and. Yeah, just if you're feeling it, please talk to someone or ask your friend if they're feeling, you know, if they're doing okay. And yeah, uh, we all support that. That that was a great one, Noah. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, I think the, the international break coming up uh, is is obviously, you know, a bit boring from a Villa point of view. But um, oh yes, that was the one thing that I did forget. We Villa Park obviously got um, nominated as one of the grounds for the Euros in 2028. Yeah. So I think they put it down as a 52,000-seater stadium. Yes. So that's going to include not just the North Stand redevelopment, but I think one more maybe in the Holt and or Doug Ellis. I've heard rumours of them getting a, a bit of an upgrade. So that's yeah. a sensational accomplishment. I think the new Everton grounds, one of them as well. Um, so how good international football coming back to Villa Park. That's it, yeah. So that'll be really exciting, and um, just it just shows that we're where we're meant to be. We're one of the big boys. We've got the you know one of the best grounds in the world, and um, yeah, like we, going back to you know what we were talking about before when we were playing in the championship, and we we didn't even have the full ground open because you know we were playing, you know. I know Barnsley at home and we couldn't fill it and this sort of thing. It's just, we've come so far and it's so exciting and being fifth in the league, which could be a champions league spot. Let's, you know, keep our fingers crossed on that one. Um, and we can stay up there. It'd be brilliant. But um, Noah, thanks again for coming on. Um, thanks everyone for watching. We got to um, do predictions, Scott. For, oh yes. West Ham. West Ham, Ham predictions. Just in okay. case, because you don't want to miss out on that. So okay. It is. I believe we're uh, playing away, are we, or are we at home? No, it's a home. But it is a home. Scott, you go first, mate. I always go first. You always sit there and listen to mine. Okay, so. okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to say 2-1 Villa. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Zaniolo and um, and probably Watkins. Zaniolo and Watkins. Yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 Villa. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to Watkins hat trick. Oh, okay. I love that, man. And yep. uh, I think 
It's his first home game since signing the contract, and I think he will have a day out. I do think Zaniolo has got to score soon, though, because he looks like scoring every time he touches the ball. Yes. He's not quite going his way. He but... had that that overhead against Mossar oh, that was mate. so unlucky. Um, right. oh. We didn't touch on that. That would have been a goal of the season contender. But um... oh, it, No, no, no. It would have been goal of the yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> like... it, it was huge. <laughs> I know there's a few people that aren't convinced with him, but I, I would say, like some of the others, give him time because I He's think... He's never played in the Premier League before. I, mm-hmm. I know... Players like Leon Bailey and Diaby have really hit the ground running. Yep. But I think there's more similarities in the Bundesliga. Like you see players like Jude Bellingham do really well there. I know he hasn't played, but he's played in England. Jaden yep. Sancho again played a few games for Man City. They've done a lot better in Germany right. than I think they would in Syria. I know, like, I guess Lukaku dominates there, but I think it's a bit different. And I think he'll find his feet. And, like, he looks so good on the ball and he's, like, having great shots. as one of them has to go in. Yeah, he's certainly got a confidence in himself and if he gets a goal i think that'll go to another level and we'll start seeing the best of him so fingers crossed for that but yeah thanks again everyone for watching we will see you uh next week enjoy your international break without the villa and we'll be back for west ham up the villa up the villa take it easy